Hey party people, welcome to another episode of the Mature Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about comparison. In today's conversation, we're going to be talking about how comparison affects our daily lives and what moments triggers those thoughts and how social media plays a part into all of this. Here's a snippet of our conversation. I am so focused on this idea that I need to be ahead Mm. and I need to be already where I should be um just because I graduated college I think it's it's interesting to note that like we we are on social media but we have to remember the 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 intent behind it which is to connect with people it was never intended for us to go and be like oh my gosh that person's doing so much better than me like Mm. I'm doing so terrible in my life I'm not there I'm not where I want to be the whole point was you wanted to share um so the other people that you would never be able to connect with before knows what you're doing like it's really great that you can update your grandma who's somewhere else (laughs) who's not here and be like hey grandma i just finished school yay (laughs) if you're looking for practical tips on how to navigate these thoughts running through your head then stay tuned to the end of this episode Imagine every sitcom and romantic comedy about college post-grad and how magical it was supposed to be. Imagine that it's the exact opposite and you have the lives of Tiffany Ho and McKenna Wan. Having a beautiful apartment that overlooks the LA skyline with a hot boyfriend and a group of girlfriends who goes out to bars every night is not the reality. At a post-grad, we quickly discovered that our expectations of this grand life we were promised wasn't either what we imagined or even existent. So we wanted to highlight the normalcy of the day-to-day struggles and achievements of a 20-something-year-old in an authentic and genuine way. We are sitting right in the trenches of trying to navigate what it looks like to experience vulnerability, create meaningful relationships, and ultimately live our best mature lives. Here is the Mature Podcast. Welcome back to the Mature Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your other host, McKenna. And today we are going to talk about comparison. So I think we really want to talk about this conversation because um, as we transition out of college and trying to navigate this quote unquote post-grad life, um, I think it's a topic that most of us struggle with. If you don't, um, let us know how you do that because yeah. it's a real thing. The tips would be great. Yeah. So I think that this conversation kind of came about because we were talking about how we now deal with that so mm-hmm. heavily. Um, I think looking back, I, I feel like I'd never really had an experience where I was, um, comparing myself as much, um, before. I think that when I was younger, I kind of, didn't allow myself to compare because it stemmed from, you know, having a family that compared myself, um, comparing myself to like my siblings and my family a lot. And I think almost as like a survival skill or coping mechanism, I basically blocked it all out where I disregarded everybody's opinions about me. And I think I was on that other other spectrum rather than l- allowing every little thing to um, really affect me. So I kind of just numb myself and I blocked it out. And I feel like I find myself now comparing with it more now that I'm in a really big transition of being like in a space of being unknown 
Mm -hmm. um, and not really knowing how to navigate that down the line. Yeah, on the opposite end of it, I have been struggling with comparison basically my entire life. I definitely feed into that lifestyle of comparison. It just comes so naturally to me, and I don't know. You know, it's, it's probably need to be talked about in therapy, but either way, it's happened in my life, and so it's been interesting to kind of have for lack of a better word, comparison between me and Tiffany and describing our experiences in comparison and what that looks like for us now. So um, I think what our biggest kind of conversation just to start in this aspect is what we hear, like, what do we think about when we first hear comparison? Um, when I think comparison, my headspace, I can actually picture it in my head, the quad in my high school and just like passing by because, you know, I went to a school in Southern California. And so there were no like going indoors for classrooms, everything was outside. So like passing by girls like outside was like our hallways. And so I immediately think of that and just having this idea of from probably elementary school to middle school, just this crazy lifestyle of like women being pitted against women and it's just always been this like oh you know I felt such validation when like a guy would tell me you're not like other girls mm. I thrived in that because I just thought oh well at least I'm not that person um which granted I'm not saying I'm proud of that I definitely um found a lot of sadness probably coming from that but that's where I was at and that's kind of just what I think about when I hear comparison I just think of this has to be person versus person yeah and I think it's interesting that you say that because um in that sense you feel like you're better than oh, someone else 100% I feel like when it comes to my idea of comparison I feel like I'm lower so I think it's mm. really interesting to note that it goes both ways like yes. you compare yourself you can feel better about yourself but also com comparing yourself also allows you to have lower self-esteem. So I think in my in my head, when I think about comparison, I immediately think about where I am in my life and like, how does that compare to someone else in their life? So whether it's their job, their status, um, how much money they're making, I feel like that is what I think about when it comes to com compa comparison. I immediately think about how how someone else is doing and how I'm not measuring up to how they're how they're living and how uh, they may be at a certain stage in their life and I'm not there yet so I get in really insecure and I immediately put myself down like oh I'm not doing this I'm doing worse than they are and like I'm never gonna get there and it just becomes this huge spiral of um, where I should be, not necessarily where I actually am. Where do you feel right now that you are kind of comparing yourself now to? Like you said, okay, it's kind of been more recent. So where do you, maybe just like a couple pinpoint places that you've noticed, like, oh, I compare myself right here. I think immediately, I think of body image. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of women, and I'm assuming men, also go through this but I think it's way more prevalent in women of it's really natural for us to immediately compare our looks with one another of I'm not skinny enough I'm not tall enough I'm um I don't have as beautiful hair I 
blah, 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 all these certain things. And for me, I it, it really did start at a young age because I kind of mentioned like my family immediately compared me to like my siblings or um, just older people in my family. And honestly, like I, in hindsight, I know that it's not the truth, but I guess it's part of our culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm just naturally as not, I'm not as like quote unquote skinny as they think I should be. And I, that was something that was like pointed out to me almost my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where it started. Of I was immediately, basically out of the womb, I was already mm-hmm. being compared to other family members of like mm-hmm. how I wasn't skinny enough. And it allowed me to, I think, kind of build that really thick skin. But I think it also shut, like, I it just don't. It didn't allow other people's opinions to get into my head, which maybe have been good and it helped mm-hmm. to a certain degree, but it also didn't allow me to open up and allow mm-hmm. other people to speak into my life, even if it was really for the better for me. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good point that you mentioned where, yes, women do feel that a lot, but also men go through it too. I mean, the amount of like guy friends that I've had where they're, you know, comparing themselves to other guys or even just you know, saying, oh, well, I wish I had their body structure. I wish I was taller. I wish I was shorter. I wish blah, 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 blah. It it goes both ways. And I think it goes into so many different other aspects of diversity where, you know, you wish you were one way, you wish you were the other way. I have probably a very superficial idea of like a body image where I grew up and thought, you know, I have red hair. I just want blonde hair. I just want brown hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of things that I like, it, it sounds so stupid compared to other things. Um, but that was my experience. And that's what I went through. And there's probably a bunch of other body image things that I could talk about. But just on a quick basis, like, you know, people had the feather trend back in middle the school. The feather trend. Yeah. Can you I, explain to people what that is? Because I don't know. Some people may not know what it is. Oh my goodness, that makes my heart so sad. It was such a like prominent thought process in my head when I was in middle school. Like it was everything. So probably seventh grade, I want to say yeah. that's when it was. Um, there were these feathers that you could basically get what clipped in your hair. Yep. Pretty much everyone at my middle school had it. They were semi permanent in the sense like you could shower with them. Yes. You could, yeah, it was was a trend. And I wanted one so badly because, I mean, it's like getting a Tamagotchi. You Like, one person has it, and it's just, like, it spreads spreads like wildfire. You have to have one. Yeah. Trends in general. I wanted one so badly, and I couldn't because, one, I didn't think my hair could really, like, handle it, but also none of the colors, like, really went with my hair. Also, my parents would never allow it. But more importantly, I just felt so insecure about that. And it sounds very dumb and it sounds very superficial, but that's what I think of when I think of like, you know, comparison, like everyone else had it, body image, like that's where I was at. Yeah. It's just so weird. I know. So what other aspects do you compare yourself to others? Um, like currently, like what are you like? Oh, cur- yeah. currently immediately think of career. Yeah. And I think most people post-grad would. Yeah. Um where I'm in a career field where you have to do more school. Mm-hmm. So it's very, I mean, I would love to meet someone who comes straight out of 
undergrad and says, I have my dream job in psychology. <laughs> I would love to meet them. They're like, hello, hit me up. Hit trying me up. to figure out how to do that too. Honestly. So I have to do more schooling, which I'm very excited about. But with that comes a lot of insecurity because I do have a lot of friends who are already in their dream jobs and already meeting that kind of um, high expectation that comes with going out of college and they have a steady job and a steady income and they can, um, you know, financially afford the lifestyle that they want. And I'm so not there. (laughs) I am so far from that in my head where I still have another two years of schooling that I need to get done um, to get my master's, which is really exciting. Again, it's all really positive. I am so focused on this idea that I need to be ahead Mm. and I need to be already where I should be um, just because I graduated college, Um, even though that's not the case for me. So I definitely find a lot of comparison where I think, oh, this person's already there and I'm so far behind. Well, the person you're comparing to, are they the same age? Are they older? Are they... Um, (laughs) I think some people are definitely like I see peers and it's either like a year older or so, but I've definitely found myself comparing um, to people who are, hold the um, applause, 20 years older than me. And yes, I understand how stupid that sounds. I completely understand how stupid that sounds. No, I think that it's good to note that you can compare yourself to the people around you who are the same age, but also people who are way older than you. Or even way younger than you. Like the other way, it happens the other way too. I just get in my head a lot about that. And it's, it's been frustrating, honestly, because you know the right answer and you know how you should think. And yet that little voice gets inside your head that just says, but you're not quite there. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I think that's the most frustrating part. Like you logically understand Mm -hmm. kind of like, Obviously, that person has X amount of years above me. They have so much more experience. And yet I find myself comparing myself to them where I should be at. And the word should is not a good word. What we've learned. It's not a good word. You should not feel. You should just be however you are. And I think that um, <laughs> it's true. It's it's so hard. The word mm-hmm. should is very, it can cause a lot of um, negative thoughts to enter your head. And I think that's kind of, Changing the language is important, too, when you're comparing yourself. Yeah, that's a really good point. Changing your language in your head. Yeah. Negative self-talk. Negative self-talk is a thing. I think financial, like, I think that's also obviously post-grad. You see other people who are, like, traveling the world and um, (laughs) doing really fun stuff. And you're just like, well, I'm just sitting at home. Like, I'm not, I'm struggling to find a job or like I I have a job but it's not the, the job in my career field that I want and all these little things and I think that it's interesting and just good to note that just because someone else is at a certain place you don't need to be there at this moment too like you everyone has their own path take their time and eventually you'll get to where you want to go yeah I think it's also um something that like I noted when you were talking was um like traveling and I've had people come up to me after postgrad and were like oh my goodness like you've done so much traveling and I went to Paris for a week I like I have to be honest I saved a lot for that I have been wanting to go to Paris since I was four like that is a trip I've been almost 
um, indirectly planning for almost my entire life. And so it was interesting because not only do you compare yourself to others, but others compare your compare themselves to you. Yep. And that's a really good, it's, it was weirdly, it's not even, I don't know. It was kind of humbling in a way, but also very uncomfortable to be in that state where it's like, I want to look at them and be like, trust me, I don't have it all together. (laughs) I am not there. I am so far. And I like, I almost felt like I had to justify going on a trip. Yeah. Even though it's something I've been working for. it, It just made me think, no, 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 no. You've got it all wrong. It's not the way it looks. I promise. Which is also another thing to note too, just the fact that the person you're comparing yourself to ha- is also comparing themselves to other people. Like yes. it's not just a one, one-sided thing. It's not just, you're not the only person in it. The person mm-hmm. you're probably comparing yourself to is also having their own insecurities and dealing with their own stuff. And right. it's almost this, just like, we just like to see people's highlights and just compare ourselves to that. Yeah. So, so say in a magical fairyland world, <laughs> Tiff's already looking at me, like rolling her eyes at me. Mm-hmm. But if we lived in a magical fairyland princess world where we didn't compare ourselves and we were, st- or even if we were just content, say you were content in your body image, in your financial status, um, say even when you were in college and you were doing, you know, tests and grades and peer like you were comparing yourself to peers say you're content in your location and all these different aspects that make up your life when do you think we actually feel threatened where we end up feeling the need to compare okay I think that I think for me and I think it's when someone starts asking me about exactly the thing I'm insecure about Oh, when they just hit the, they just slowly like poke you without probably, sometimes without even knowing, but they just kind of poke you where they're just like, so how do you feel about this? Yeah. Or it's even just like the biggest question you, everyone gets post-grad is what are you going to do? What are you doing? What are, what, like, just give us the update. And it almost then, I feel like I open myself up and it feels like an interrogation on my end of like, Mm. oh my gosh, they're hounding me. They're, they're just they're I don't know they start putting their input into my life and I think it's I know they're not doing it to be malicious they're not asking me so that they can like oh I know she's really insecure about this like I'm about to get her Mm -hmm. like they probably are really genuinely trying to ask and they want to know where I'm at in life but I think that that's kind of when I've opened the doors to allow that little com- that voice in my head to come back and really, really just remind, like, you you are not where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And then voicing that and really being honest with where I'm at only then highlights the fact that I am not doing what I want to do. And I'm being reminded that when I verbally have to tell someone else what I'm doing. And I think that it's, it's really interesting because I feel like when we were in school, it was really easy for us to kind of not like we would compare ourselves but not be as threatened because everyone in school with us is doing the exact same thing so it was really easy to look right next to you with a classmate and be like hey they're doing the exact same thing or like i'm better than that person because oh they didn't get that great of a test score or whatever um but then when you finish and you're out of school there's really no one in the race next to you in the sense of we're all kind of then exploring our own thing we're not in we're not in the same room anymore. We're not 
doing the exact same thing. So one person's success can look very different from your own. Mm-hmm. And then it almost allows the insecurity because I'm not um, a lot, like I'm not doing the same things they are, even though it may not even be the standard of which I'm trying to achieve mm-hmm. or trying to figure out if that's really what's, what's for me, you know? Right, yeah. definitely. I totally agree with that. I think um, I get a little defensive per se, where I'm, I have to justify my means of why I'm living at home and why I'm doing this and why I'm doing that, where really people are just, I, in my own um, experience, are just genuinely wanting to know what I'm doing. Yes. And I just immediately go into that defensive mode because I feel the need to explain why I'm doing what I'm doing when really no one actually expects that yes so it's like almost like i'm living at home because i need to do x y and z and i'll be out of there in like a couple years yeah. but don't even worry about it because i'm gonna get out of there. i'm not gonna live yeah. there forever so like- basically don't even think about like <laughs> telling someone else that i'm living at home because it's it's very temporary and yeah. by temporary i mean like for the next two years but again temporary you can just let them know that i'm figuring things out and that's what i'm doing me having an actual conversation i feel like i for sure have I've said that like verbatim so many times. Like I'm just living at home for just like, a couple of years, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. I'm totally gonna leave. Like yeah, it's, fine. it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I think also the thing that we wanted to know in this conversation is how the power of social media has significantly changed the way we oh. approach us. Like yeah. as a society, we just approach our identity so differently, mm-hmm. our self esteem. Um, the way we look at life yes and I think that yeah I don't know what what does your experience look like I think it's honestly impossible to have a conversation about comparison without talking about social media and how this generation we grew up with social media so it's more than just like I mean we were in the age where it was like coming about but we're definitely on the other end where we're like this weird cusp of okay it's now a very functional part of our lives this is how we keep in contact with people and communicate with people and um for me I've definitely struggled just because there's this whole I love the movement of um especially I think it's on Instagram probably where it's just a highlight reel of your life which for me has been very true um I think I definitely try to let people into where I'm at in life and explain my struggles but I'm not about to tell you know however many hundreds of people hey I just had this um cry session (laughs) my mental breakdown my mental breakdown for the third time this week and it's only Tuesday is going great for me I'm feeling fantastic um I've currently only had ice cream today for breakfast lunch and dinner um no 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 I'm gonna tell them the other side of it where it's like oh I've I've finish my mental breakdown I'll like let them know I had one but be like oh you know had a third mental breakdown so decided to get myself a pressed juice (laughs) and I went to the gym and I did some journaling and I feel a thousand times better and I'm so grateful for the people in my life and I feel like that's how we kind of put our twist on it where then when people see me they're like "Uh oh like they end up comparing themselves to me. Oh, this is just such a bad therapy session in my head right now. Oh, God. It's all, like, coming to me. Okay. We're just... Anyways, I feel like it's easier for me to post that kind of stuff and see that, like, oh, like, I'm trying to open up and then people see, like, the good part of it. 
But at the same time, when I look at social media, I'm on the other side where I'm like, oh, look at, you know, I kind of, if I look in a mirror, I'm like, I see, you know, what I would post. And I'm like, oh my God, they're doing so much better than me. Like, look, I'm currently having my mouth down, eating my ice cream and they're drinking a freaking press juice and going to the gym. Like who the hell wants to do that right now? I'm in the middle of a breakdown. Yeah. You know, so I think I tend to compare myself and see their highlights and see, oh yeah, I'm like, you know, finishing my grad school and I'm going on this trip and look at this. Um, oh, I think we can slightly touch on this, but there was two weeks ago where I went on Facebook and I saw I the first three posts, two engagement posts and one I just got married post. And I swear to God, I looked at my friend and I was just like, is this what my life is like now? <laughs> Which is like, see, that's the thing. Like, it's just highlights. Like, yes, you don't you didn't see how um, the little meltdowns that have happened leading up to that day or you know, there's just so many little in-between moments yeah. that no one ever posts about. And no. I'm not saying we should post everything. No, 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 no. Don't make face. Oh, I remember this whole like movement where it was like Facebook as your diary. Yeah, no. Don't do that, please. No, I think. It's rough. Go to a therapist. <laughs> I think it's it's interesting to note that like we we are on social media, but we have to remember the the, the intent behind it, which is to connect with people. Yes. It was never intended for us to go and be like, oh my gosh, that person's doing so much better than me. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing so terrible in my life. I'm not there. I'm not where I want to be. The whole point was you wanted to share. Um, so the other people that you would never be able to connect with before knows what you're doing. Like, it's really great that you can update your grandma who's somewhere else, <laughs> who's not here and be like, hey grandma, I just finished school. Yay. And it, it was never intended for us to sit there and be like, oh my gosh. Or And it's being used in other ways too. We know that social media has been a place for cyberbullying, for um, just a negative place where people yes. just put down and bash each other. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's just to recognize that is really really important and i think too that i feel like that's why i'm i'm a really big advocate for creating a space on social media that works for you yes amen and that looks like anything from unfollowing people i'm gonna just let you keep talking i can talk after but (laughs) But, oh i feel a lot of feelings about that i it's just creating a space on social media whatever platform that looks like instagram facebook twitter it's no matter what happens, you are the person experiencing your own feed, right? So it's not a bad idea. Like if you see someone that maybe you have negative feelings towards or it causes you to think X, Y, and Z, I don't think it's this terrible thing for you to unfollow that person. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you are the one experiencing. So if you're taking and absorbing this information, it only causes you harm, not the other person. True. Yeah. Yeah, I... I'm such a big advocate for unfollowing people. Um, I definitely started doing that with, um, you know, friends and people that I not, didn't necessarily know that well and just like kind of interacted with. And I would see myself comparing them being, you know, thinking, oh, like, I wish I had their life and oh, they live right by the beach. How like amazing is that? And it wasn't about them. I mm. think that's just so important to recognize it it had nothing to do with them. I had no hard feelings towards them. Some 
people, I won't lie, like I probably did have hard feelings and I just chip chop got out of my life. But most of the time, like it was just, I am constantly comparing myself. And, you know, maybe when you're in a better headspace and you don't feel the need to compare as much, then you can totally like go back into that space and um, follow them and keep in contact with them. But if ultimately they're creating a negative um, like mindset, mindset yeah. on yourself, do yourself a favor, get, get that out of your head. Or if, you know, you don't feel the need to like unfollow them, go off of social media for a while, kind of take a break, do off the grid style and let yourself kind of experience that. But I know you have a story about unfollowing. I got, I unfollowed someone I got caught unfollowing them. So this person, I had met him like maybe once or twice. He, me and him, we have a mutual friend. And so we had met like in person like once or twice, but I did not care for his content in the nicest way possible. I just like, (laughs) I think he just posts a lot about his, um, just like his frat and I just didn't. I don't know him. So I was just kind of like, I don't really care to see your content. Just just because someone creates content and you follow doesn't mean you have to consume it. So you can- You don't have to consume it. It's 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 really up to you. And so for me, I was like, I it's not like I'm like mean to him in person. I think we end up seeing each other again. But basically, um, he found out that I followed him when I met him in person. Then immediately, like maybe two weeks after, I was like, well, I don't really know you. I'm just gonna unfollow you. I unfollowed him, and then I got caught. So he asked our mutual friend. He's like, Hey, why did your friend unfollow me? And then she was she defended me. She was like, Well it's on her like I'm not going to be like tell her to follow you again but he got really defensive like he just got really pissed that I unfollowed him and pardon me immediately I was I kind of felt a little guilty Mm -hmm. so I was like oh man like maybe we should follow him and consume his content no don't do it (laughs) because it (laughs) just because you're friends and in like over social media doesn't mean you're friends in real life and also, it doesn't mean that if I ever see you in person, I'm gonna like ignore you. Like I can still be a civilized person around you, but I don't have to consume, like I don't have to see your content on my feed if I don't want to. Mm. It's really up to- You are in control. Yeah, and it's up to the users, um, like it, whatever they want, you know? So I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing. And if you get caught, you get caught, own up to it and do what you want to do, I don't think you should feel guilty about it because it's just ridiculous. You should not get mad over someone if they don't want to follow you. And that's the tea, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, Wow. Yeah, I feel like that was just such a great way to explain social media is, you know, you don't have to consume the content that is given to you. Yeah. You can choose. And that's what's great about social media is you have that power, you have that um control yeah it does not emulate real life like i just feel like yes it's not this like snapshot of like how real life should be so if you don't follow someone in social media you shouldn't like not not talk to them you know in real life so it's like that's just my opinion (laughs) it's fine just (laughs) um so from that i think um we should maybe just kind of explain how we're currently coping with comparison and what that looks like on our in our daily life i because comparison has been a part of my life for so long and because I've dealt with it and struggled with it for so long, 
um, I think I go through this like roller coaster for sure where I'm like, I'm doing great. I don't need to compare. And then I just live in this extreme of being like on this high, high and then going down to like the deep depths of I'm not like anybody else. And I'm so sad. And I just, I just feed into that dark energy. And, um, I think what kind of pulls me out and just brings me back to this baseline of just being content and where I'm at, whether that is my financial situation and having to deal with loans, whether that is my body image and having to be okay with the way that I look like, or, um, even in my career, as hard as it is and not comparing and knowing this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, that doesn't happen on my own. You know, as much as I would love to sit here and be like, I am doing great on my own. And I am, I do believe that I'm a very independent, confident young woman, but I also struggle a lot. And I do rely, even though it's, it is very, very hard for me to rely on others and, um, you know, have that support. I think a lot of people support me, but I have a hard time like fully leaning into that support. But when I do, I have family and friends who really reflect to me and like kind of put a mirror up to my face and say, no, this is who you are. And this is how we see you. And um, I kind of am in the space where I'm just like, other people's opinions about me are none of my business. They are none of my business. I don't need to be around it. Like, you're gonna think like even in me and Tiff's friendship like I love Tiff and I truly do care about what she thinks about me but ultimately like her opinion of me is like her business and like what she thinks and how I influence her life you know um and that's not like it doesn't always necessarily have to be like a bad thing where it's like f you like I don't care what you think about me um but it is really helpful when you know Tiff can be there and be like when I'm kind of struggling and being like, why am I not like this? Like, why am I struggling with this? Like, it's very helpful when you have people who know you and see you for who you are and unconditionally love you and are like, no, like you are doing what you need to do and you are like fighting for what you want to do and that's okay. Um, so I think that's where I really, just like one aspect of how I cope with comparison because there's, I think tons, but that's probably the biggest way it's just having those people and also asking those people to reflect that because they're not because you know no one's mind readers as much as we would all like to be as much as I would love for my friends to just always know know what I need in my life sometimes you have to be brave and ask and I think asking is one of the most courageous things that you can do as a human being and being vulnerable and saying I'm really struggling right now can you please remind me of who I am yeah And that's like the coolest part about having great friends Mm -hmm. and like having that support system around you. And it's truly, really important, the environment and the spaces you create around yourself. That most importantly starts with people you surround yourself with. And I think it's really, really um, good to note that, that in those times when you are struggling with comparison, that you rely and lean to the support system around you to help remind you really who you are. I would agree with that, but Mm -hmm. I think for me too, I think a really cool, um, like exercise I would like to do when I'm struggling with the most is kind of imagining what I would, how I really feel if I took a really, really big step back and no one was around me to judge me, to ask me any questions, to input their own 
you know, in like opinions into my life. Um, just really giving my, myself the space to really evaluate how I feel in this certain situation. Like I said before, I think that the mo the one time I think we all really feel threatened, especially for me, is when someone starts asking me questions or when mm -hmm. someone starts giving me advice that I maybe didn't even ask for. <laughs> and I think that having that little little game of like, how do I actually feel about this? And then just cutting it off right before it, I spiral down of just, um, I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm where I need to be and reminding myself that and just not even let allowing myself to even go through that down that route. Um, that really helps me too. Um, and playing or not like using that little like strategy, little game that I play with myself. I don't know the <laughs> word. But also journaling helps a lot too. Ooh. And I know we are both really big advocates for journaling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly. I know a lot of people are like, I don't even know what to journal about. I used to be the same way. I was like, I don't even know what to talk about. And I, I really encourage people if you don't to just like write about your day. Like literally if it's so simple about like what you did that day, whether it's like, oh, I went to work. And like, if something kind of frustrated you at work, writing that down and being like, you know, um, Chelsea really like frustrated me when she did this and just kind of like exploring those feelings and like what that looks like because it could be so simple and yet that kind of resentment, it tends to build up. And so allow, having like a safe space where you just feel comfortable, it's just you and your pen yeah. and your paper. Yeah. So it's a safe space, highly encourage. I would, another thing too, like if I wasn't, I'm like sometimes I don't want to like physically write, I'll like type something. Oh. I'll like go open a Word document and like type all my feelings really quickly, and like get it all out and I just delete it. I'm like, I'm done. Like, that's a good point. I'm like, I'm done comparing. I'm done feeling whatever I'm feeling. And then I just delete it and never have to read it again. Because most of the time I do that when I'm like really frustrated. Like I'm just like really pissed off. I'm like just so internally, like I'm raging. And I just like need to get all out. So then I'll just write on a Google or like a Word doc and just delete it. So I never have to read it again. But it helps get it out. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Wow. Okay. So if you guys have any other tips, we'd love to know. Mm -hmm. um, but don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, follow us on our Instagram. We'd love to connect with you. We love um, asking guys questions and hearing your guys' responses. Um, so we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.